episode 95 of Nolo Time. My name is Hobart Velez, and with me is Mr. Surprise Mechanic himself, Joel Young. <laughs> What's good, Obed? The Slayer of Black Widows. <laughs> <laughs> of, of actual, uh, the actual spider, right. not the Avenger, right? right. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 you yeah, would yeah. never slay Black Widow, just... I mean, I, I would slay Black Widow, <laughs> but when uh, we're talking about an actual spider, an insect, an arachnid here, so, yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy story, man, you told me. Yeah, yeah, just uh, be be careful when uh, when you go to dark corners of your backyard, people. Um, but, Joe, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I, you know, you, you and I are... Probably a little more refreshed, uh, you know, since we had some time off with this episode here. Where it's a, you know, usually when we record this stuff during the week, it's, you know, after us being in the middle of our busy schedules, work life, all that good stuff. But, um, you know, we today we, we had a nice uh, off days, or each of us respectively. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I went to the beach today, so I'm, nice. I'm, I'm super chilling. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, since our last episode... Um, Went ahead and watched Jessica Jones. I'm almost done. I'm at like episode eight or nine now, I think. I think I'm at nine. Okay. No, I'm at ten. Excuse me. Uh, so I'm right at the end. There's only 13 episodes in, in this final season. It is a drag. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, uh, you know, it feels like they just kind of just threw it out there and just said, let's just get it out to the people because there's really not much that go- that's going into it. That's It's not very interesting. Um, you know, the, the, I don't really care that all too much about anything going on in it at this point, just finishing it out. Right. Just, just finish a story yeah. that I, I've seen. It's the last Marvel property on Netflix. So I just, just want to see it through. Right. Exactly. See how they end it all and whatever. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the, you could see where like, if, if this wasn't the end of the Marvel stuff on Netflix, like you kind of see where. They still kept it alive if they wanted to do another one more like Defenders or something. They could. I mean, there's clear uh, indications with you know Danny Rand and what's going on at the end of Iron Fist season two, and um, you know some of the other you know powered people are discussed. Uh, you know there there's there's references to the MCU in general, which has always been the case with the Netflix stuff, but yeah. it's clearly just not uh, interesting enough that I, I it's probably performing very terribly. I can imagine it's just. It's just not very interesting. Yeah, I totally forgot that that was even coming out. To be honest, so. me too. Like, I knew it was coming, and then I forgot, and then whatever, and then someone mentioned to me, like, oh, hey, this is... I was like, oh, yeah, I thought that was next week. Like, I didn't even, you know, so... And I, and usually I would binge this stuff in, like, one week, you know, and it, it's it's been out now for, for a couple, so... And I'm still not done. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean, and it's... It, because there's nothing to look forward to. You just watch it and it's like, eh, I mean, I'm watching it just, again, to see it through. But at the end of the day, there's not going to be any payoff no. you know, for, for me to watch this thing. Um, which is the, sort of the way I feel. And you know what? I'm still catching up to like Punisher and whatnot. So sure. uh, that's the way I feel. It's like, well, this is not going anywhere. It's sort of pointless at this point. So, I mean, why? So <laughs> I asked myself that question, Joe. Time know, is precious, though. So it is. Uh, it is. And you know, I agree. It's it's the summer, so it's pretty dry with stuff on TV or whatever. So this is kind of yeah. been the thing that I might go to, but it's a drag, man. So I'm not I'm not recommending it for you guys out there. But if you want to see it finished through, go ahead. But it's don't don't have high expectations. 
With that being said, I got some positive news, though. Uh, Obed Comic-Con is a thing. Uh, that's coming yeah. up July 6th, sorry, July 17th, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That's from that Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and with us being just weeks away from it, man, I'll be going out there. You know this, and, and I'll be doing some more no load time coverage. I'm fortunate enough to go out again. Uh, they just mailed out the badges again, so... For those of you watching on our YouTube version, uh, you'll see here I've got the box with me right here. Uh, it's really, really cool. They, they always mail it to you in these really cool boxes. You know, this exclusive uh, 50th anniversary box. Um, and just like for you guys that are listening via podcast, I'll post pictures of this on our social media. So make sure to give us a follow at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, and I'll put some uh, pictures of it out there for, for those of you to, to see what I'm describing right now. But uh, when you open up the box, it's cool. It's got this little, um, you know, advertiser for the boys. This new show is coming out from Amazon Prime, which I mentioned to you last. I mentioned this a few times, Obed. Like, Amazon spent a lot of money on Comic Con. They, they must spend millions, dude, like on activation. So I'm sure there'll be something with this out there. Um, you get a really cool little pin. Um, there's different pins that you get, they're collectible. So um, I got this one, the 50th with the, the eye. Um, nice. But. Like there's the other pins you can get at different hotels around um, San Diego, so you can walk around um, the floor ground outside, and you can pick up the other pins if you want. So I'll probably try and get some of the other ones that's collectible for the 50th anniversary. Uh, and then lastly, the most important part, if I can get it out here, is the badge itself. There it is. Uh, Walking Dead again, which is interesting considering that they, that, that, that show over. So uh, I don't yeah, know what's going on there. I, I think I think they're about to end it. So yeah. I think that's that's about. I think this come this upcoming season may may indeed be the last one. I know that they're working on like spinoffs and other things, but yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that it's Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting they have it again. The usually in the past, um, you know, the colors would be, I think would be blue or whatever. So this one's actually like a like a gold color. Yeah. Uh, and then of course it has all the days in there, you know, including preview night. I'm one of the fortunate people to have literally all five dates of the conference. Oh, so snap. that's gonna be a great, great time, man. Still spalling with a bachelor life over there. Yeah. <laughs> bachelor on a budget, but still gonna have a great bachelor time out there. Budget. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that'd be cool. And again, for those of you that are listening via podcast, I'll post the pictures of it on on our on our social media. But uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited for it. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about Marvel in a second here. But you know, one of the things that did come out is that Marvel is supposedly coming back to Hall H. Um, they took last year off, so Warner Brothers basically won by default. It was kind of like Microsoft's <laughs> at E3, except that. <laughs> Warner's actually had a good show. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, where Microsoft didn't, but but uh, by the but this year Warner's is not going to be there, and mm-hmm. instead, but Marvel is supposedly going to be there according to Deadline. And obviously, there's nothing publicly out there after Spider-Man: Far From Home. This will be literally um, just a couple weeks after Far From Home has already been released in theaters. So we'll probably get a, a massive lineup announcement, according to Kevin Feige and some, some stuff he put out there. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot of different um, upcoming projects and some cool stuff. Probably the Black Widow film, you know, Guardians, whatever else they're working on, Doctor Strange, whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, man. I, I can't wait to be out there. I'll, I'll keep us uh, covered when, when we get out there. Cool, man. Yeah, and... Speaking of Far From Home, I don't know if you saw those early impressions. Oh, it's great. That are out there that people, everyone's saying that it's mind-blowing. 
The Some are saying it's created. the best Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard, I heard that. I heard that it's just you know the, the there's like three big twists in the movie that are great, and the post-credit stuff is fantastic apparently. So, yeah, early buzz is is very very positive, and I'm really excited now for for Spidey. For sure, you know yeah. I am. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You're you're the Spidey guy. But yeah, I. I we don't know, right? Because we don't know. I mean, we know that they're working on Guardians. We know that they're working on Black Widow. But other than that, what's what's next? I, I mean, we know that they said already that they're going to make another Black Panther. But um, there's really not any big details after Spider-Man. You know, usually we know like a year ahead. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for next year for this thing to come out because... This is a weird circumstance. We literally know nothing except for like the stuff that's being rumored in production, but Marvel themselves have never actually come out and like, yeah, this is what it is. So there could be some surprises or changes to stuff that we've even heard rumors. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't wait for you to bring all those news over, man, and uh, give me the, give me the scoops. Yeah, I'll let you know what we see. Break those NDA uh, uh, offline. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. For sure. <laughs> offline, offline. So, uh, Joe, it, again, speaking of Marvels, they are going to have a last push for Endgame to see if they can surpass Avatar. And with, with what they're doing, they might as well be able to um, because the movie's coming out back, is going to be back in theaters, is going to be basically re released. Uh, and is going to include additional footage, post-credit scenes, and a Stanley tribute. So, I know that hardcore fans, you are going to go. Um, if I if I if I have a chance, I may go catch it again in theaters. Uh, just because I don't know if this is the version that we're going to get on Blu-ray. I'm assuming that that Stanley tribute is probably going to be in the Blu-ray uh, as a as a bonus feature. So, uh, but. But I am I'm excited again for this movie and been seeing you know new stuff and post credit scenes man that's crazy uh, and their last push man they they want to get that that number one title yeah and that's the thing you're looking at box office mojo here that's usually my go to for for the numbers you know look Avengers Endgame is essentially you know a little more than four million away from beating Avatar for the all time worldwide. Um, box office numbers so i mean you would think obed them re-releasing it four million dollars is is gonna be a drop a in the bucket right i mean they, they, they that's all they need they need just there's a few of the hardcore people to come out there and see it one more time they don't need all the casuals they just need at least the fans and yeah, they yeah. can they can easily uh, um, make that money and that would be historic i think it's a great plan because honestly i didn't see this coming obed like I've been monitoring it almost every single weekend. I love looking at what the numbers are when people are going out to the movies. And I kept looking at it, and for a while, it's like, ooh, it's close, ooh, it's close, ooh, it's close to Avatar. But I was honestly starting to lose hope that it would pass it. And then looking at right when this news dropped, I was like, oh, my goodness, they're so close. But, like, Spider-Man's here. You know what I mean? That movie's so literally this is going to be two weeks away from when Spider-Man actually comes out. I think this is a great smart move. Like you said, Obed, one weekend. And that's all they need. That's all they're going for. Yeah. So I think they can do it. Extra footage, some surprises is the wording they put, um, bloopers as well. So there's going to be a couple of different stuff. It's going to be for the fans. Yeah, the, it's going to be it's gonna be like a fan send-off 
uh, sort of experience uh, for the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm hoping to go ahead and, and watch it again in the theaters before it goes because this movie was great. So yeah, it really was. I would really like to watch it again. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna get it out on Blu-ray when it comes out. So it, it's it, either way, I'll be watching it again, maybe multiple times after that. Sure. So, oh yeah. Uh, so to me, you know, uh, and I'm sure that Marvel's not gonna let um, Blu-ray owners uh, in the dark with the extra scenes and this stuff, even if it's not on on like a, a cut, an, ex- an additional cut. Maybe all these scenes will be available on the Blu-ray as you know extra scenes and deleted scenes and all this other stuff that they add. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's very interesting. I'm hoping that they make number one, man. They they deserve it. They they did something that has never been done before, which is creative creating a, a cohesive uh, narrative. And you know, yeah, I mean, there's things, right? But sure. but it's it's it's, it's really it's hard. Fine. It's really hard. It's they they what they did, you know. In the in this past ten years, building this cinematic universe that this something that's never been done before to this extent, uh, and being successful at it, um, you know, props to them. And, I mean, how, uh, and they deserve it. I mean, how, how satisfying, Obed. It's not that it needs the validation. Like this movie's already broken plenty of records, but how satisfying, Obed. Just as as, as fanboys, as nerds, and you know, to look and say, guess what? The number one movie all time ends up being. This yeah. this you know Avengers a like comic book superhero movie. Nobody knew who the name Avengers was t- like ten years ago. If you said Justice League, sure, but if you said Avengers, they're like, who? You know what is that? Yeah. Who's on that team? Spider Man? Like they, they wouldn't know. You know Wolverine. Yeah, it's this is this is a great great day for us. So hopefully this can come to pass and we can look back and say, wow, look at how far, how how impressive. It, it's it's great for the Marvel universe. It's great for the fans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully, they'll pull it off. I'm pretty sure that they'll pull it off in a weekend, man. So, for sure. Uh, so I'm good with that. Uh, just, also, uh, just a couple other things that we have. We don't have uh, a lot this week, but there's a few things that, uh, two things actually, that I missed from E3 that I wanted to talk about. And just uh, have a follow up note, and then we can go on our little rant at the end. Um, <laughs> So, a lot of people have been clamoring for an N64 Mini. Nintendo uh, did not release one last year when everyone thought that they were going to do it. Um, they haven't said anything for this year. But uh, Hyperkin, which is a, a, a peripheral uh, slash console manufacturer, if you want to call them that, uh, is making an N64 clone console. And basically, they're... they're calling it the uh is it the hyperkin ultra oh, i lost my notes yeah sorry guys we'll be we're having a bunch of technical issues before oh yeah the podcast started so we just basically salvaged this thing and put it together <laughs> uh but yeah hyperkin um they already make a uh a, a clone console for the nes the super nes right and the genesis so um they there's still no date yet but this would be you know they're they're trying to make this 100% compatible with all the N64 titles. The it's gonna output at 720p uh, via HDMI. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it will have four controller ports compatible with the N64 original controllers and 
um, they will be releasing their own version of the N64 controller in addition of they're releasing a wireless version of the N64 controller uh, which is really cool Joel be the, the way they're doing it right there's a big instead of having just a small dongle that plugs into the uh, controller port and then you have uh, the uh, the wireless controller the the dongles gigantic because I don't know if you remember the N64 had those, those memory yep. cards so they're using that memory dongle packs. yeah the yeah so they're using those dongles to uh, so you can plug in the your memory cards uh, the one that you use to plug in on the controller or uh, be able to use a, a micro SD card for your uh, game saves so that's pretty cool. The controller looks really nice because they eliminated the the trident shape of that controller. That is not it's not good. I mean that, that controller was not good at all. Um, you know they was it was innovative, yeah, but but it was not good. Um, when you it's crazy when you can when you compare it to the DualShock back oh, in the yeah. day, right? Because that was the direct competition back then. Uh, the du the DualShock was superior to the N sixty four controller in every single way. It's it's crazy. Um, but they're bringing this console. There's no date for it yet. Um, and they're, uh, yeah, they're calling it the, the Retron Ultra, basically. Um, and they, they want to make sure that compatibility is up to par. And, uh, people notice while, while they were showing it at E3, uh, that, that some of the graphics were not hundred percent, uh, uh, they were not 100% identical to the N64. There were things that were not uh, showing up as the, as they should show up. Um, so they said that they're, they're working on that. That's why there's now uh, uh, no date for it. Um, this is a these consoles are on the cheaper side. They're not FPGA based or emulation based. So basically, what you do is that you put in your N64 card, it dumps the ROM on the uh, onto the onto memory, and then from there it basically emulates. Uh, the ROM. Uh, this is, you know, versus the 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 uh, the other solutions like the uh, like the uh, Super NT and all this other stuff that is FPGA based, but it's you know costs three times the uh, the money that uh, that a console like this would would cost. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to this one, Joel, because I have a bunch of N64 games here and I don't want to play them because I I I don't want to deal with the composite cables and oh, how terrible sure. they look on, on, on normal TVs or, or HD TVs. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this thing, man. Yeah. It's a great, uh, announcement to me. Uh, you know, of course, when you bring something like this out there, you can only up res it so much. 720p is a nice, going to be a nice new experience in a new day. Uh, you know, I think like you, when you were talking about the, the, uh, the, the controller, I think that's probably the best thing that, that came out of this thing is like, look, I can, I can play these games, you know, like you're saying in a convenient way, like, you know, with it being up res and, and, and you know, and working better with my HDTV, but having that wireless controller experience, keeping the classic games, it's going to be great. I can sit back and play Mario Kart you know, with my wireless controller on an N64, yeah, of course, that's going to be, I could, I could totally see myself getting something like this to have those traditional memories and experiences, you know, that, that, uh, that I've had before when I, when I played on N64 and, and, uh, you know, still enjoy it now. Like that's, I think it's a, it's a great, great deal. Now, obviously Obed, like, um, you know, I'll, I'll be curious to see how it really works when it comes out. Like, 
you know, as it's an emulator, so like I'm gonna assume everything's gonna be just fine, but I'll be curious to see how how this fully works. I know that their their Super Nintendo clone, um, the uh, Super Retron or, or Retron Super, whatever they call it, it's it's that one's fine because I was actually gonna get one of those. Okay. Uh, and I and I ended up getting uh, I I ended up I was actually gonna get one of those, and then the following week, the uh, the SNES Mini came right. back in stock, and I and I grabbed that instead. Um, but th- those are fine. Uh, there's no major issues with those. Uh, on the NES one, there are some problems with sound emulation. Like, the game itself looks good. Sure. But there's something on the sound to me just doesn't sound the same. And and I watched a few videos. It's like, this sounds like garbage. I don't yeah. want this thing. That, that's I'm, what I'm curious. Yeah. So there was a, a few things that were off. On uh, when they were showing that footage from uh, uh, from uh, Mario Kart, that you know people noticed, and it's like, oh, this thing is wrong. This is how it should look like, and they were putting like side to side pictures, and you know they said that they're working on it, and yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, usually their their consoles are not that expensive. I think the SNE the NES one goes for like forty bucks. That's uh, pretty and, good. Yeah, and fifty for the S- for the SNES one. So uh, I'm assuming this is probably gonna be like sixty, fifty you know 50 60 bucks there's probably not gonna be that that much money um but another thing that hyperkin's doing joel is, is that they're releasing a full line of hdmi cables for retro consoles so they're releasing because they the same av port that uh, the snes had that nintendo reused it for the n64 and the gamecube um so basically the same analog av out um, and Hyperkin is coming up with a, a solution. It's basically an AV out to HDMI um, that can upscale to 720p. So if you have the original hardware, uh, you can use this cable and um, basically upscale. You're plugging your, your N64 to a, a, a modern TV and be able to do the 720p and not worry about emulation issues and all this stuff. Uh, how good they are having been able to see videos on on testing on this cables yet joe uh, i know that there's um there's a solution for the dreamcast uh by a company called pound that has some uh, some it there's something on is like either i think there's like like a line is cropped out there's there's some issues with it with gotcha. that pound version um so i'm curious to see how this one performs uh, but Joel, they're coming out with not only one for uh, Nintendo. They're coming one for. They're coming out with one for the uh, PS1, PS2, Dreamcast, yeah. and Sega Genesis. So Hyperkin, they're really going for the retro market, man. They're really going hard. Yeah, that that's great. Especially with the PS1. I think of the the class the PS1. Sony tried to do their own PS1 classic, didn't go so well. So maybe Hyperkin can. <laughs> can get it done right yeah i mean because if you have a ps1 you just need the, this cable and if it looks good and that's essentially what you need uh so these cables are on sale already um they are not they're they're saying it they're up for pre-order on the hyperkin site but i i saw them already on amazon um i was thinking of just grabbing one and see what it's there's 30 dollars man it's super cheap why not just grabbing one of these things and testing it and see and see how it works you just you know, plug my N64 in. Uh, I think I have I have two N64 controllers. I'm I'm pretty sure that I may have to take them apart 
um, because one of them, the uh, uh, the analog stick was sticking and uh, may need some cleaning or adjusting or something. But uh, I'm going to take a look at this thing, man, or get the Dreamcast one, man. Swing <laughs> my Dreamcast to the dollar TV that I have here, man. Go retro. Yeah. But yeah, Hopperkin doing some really cool stuff. And um, Joe, we've talked a few times about the Sega Genesis Mini. You know, just keep going with the uh, with the retro gaming theme that that we have going on right now. Uh, so um, seventy nine ninety nine final price for for this thing. It looks really cool. Um, it's funny that they actually left the high definition graphics logo on the on the uh, Model One Genesis box yeah. that they have. Um, because the uh, um, I don't know I mean you may be too young to remember Joe but when that Model One Genesis came out and it had that high definition graphics banner on it on the actual console um, there was a revision a few years later uh, I think it was like two years later or a year later um, and it did not have that banner <laughs> it was like they <laughs> the Sega actually took it out because yeah, it was not misleading really. yeah yeah it's not really I mean for the day I think they wanted to say high resolution graphics and and used the wrong term so they ended up just taking it out altogether um but it does come uh with two uh three button wired controllers uh usb power adapter and an hdmi cable and we finally have the full list joe and i'm gonna go through the entire list of the u.s games here because this is a good list so um you know we've been through the list again but this is the final version all right Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik, Spin Beam Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Ultra Beast, Gunster Heroes, Castle of Illusion starting Mickey Mouse, World of Illusion starting Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, Thunder Force 3, uh, this is uh, Shinobi 3, we got Super Fantasy Zone, we got Streets of Rage 2, Earthward, Earthworm Gym, uh, great game. This I think this is one of the this is one of the uh, later additions um, to the uh, to the console. Uh, Sonic 2, Contra Hardcore, Landstalker, Beyond Oasis, Ghoul, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, Fantasy Star 4, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, Mega Man: The Wily Wars again, first time that is going to be released in the U.S. Sonic Spinball. Vector Man, Wonder Boy, Monster World, Virtual Fighter 2, which is an awful, awful port of Virtual Fighter for the Genesis. Alicia Dragoon, that this is a classic game. Uh, this is like classic Genesis stuff right here. Uh, Columns, Dynamite Heady, Strider was one of the late editions. Strider is great on Genesis. Kid Chameleon, Black <laughs> Crusader, Monster World 4, which was never released in the US. Um, Eternal Champions, and Road Rush 2. And they're adding two bonus titles. So you get 42 games, not 40, and it's Tetris and Darius. Uh, I believe this two, uh, I th I'm almost certain that this uh, Tetris is the Tengen Tetris that came out for the Genesis, but they're not using the Tengen logo on it. Um, and then uh, Darius is a port that I believe never came out uh, in the U.S., so yeah, man, this is a legit little console right here. Yeah, I I really like the list uh, of games. Uh, I think last time we talked about like Street Rage Two, 
one of the one of one of good one of good favorite uh, games there for this console. Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh my goodness, got have some memories there. Uh, yeah, this is a nice list, man. So uh, I, the two bonus titles there. Okay, cool. Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's a it's a good good lineup. Um, I love that it's a nice mini console. Uh, I'm for eighty bucks. Like, yeah, I I don't think that's a bad deal at all. I'd rather have this than the the PS One. Yeah. Yeah, the PS One yeah. Mini. Because, I mean, not that the PS One Mini was had a bad selection of games because it didn't. Um, it did have it all, you know, other issues. But um, the what thing the thing that gets me is that right now, Joe, the Genesis Genesis Collection is on sale on PSN for eighteen bucks. Oh my god! And it has and it has I think forty five games or something close to this. Uh, but this course, is that retro feel, like you exactly. got the old game pads and your. I mean, those that three button pad. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing Street Fighter on that thing is gonna be a nightmare unless you get those six <laughs> button pads. And, uh, you know, those are you know already out there. These things are USB, so um, sure. You know, you can probably just plug in a like a USB Saturn, Sega Saturn, uh, type pad, and you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, this is a good list, man. I have. I have really good memories of, you know, um, back in the day, you know, my, my friend would pull out his TV out to the, the garage and we would play Space Harry 2 and, and Mickey Mouse Castle Evolution and, you know, Shinobi <laughs> and all this stuff. And it was awesome. And so this is nostalgia <laughs> to me, man. Oh, that's great. So, Obed, the real question is, w- I'm assuming you would get this then you're saying. Like, is it something that you would? I, I would I would like to, to get my hands on it for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, because it's... Um, it, it it's Obed approved for sure. Okay. You know, this is a really good games list. I mean, I would rather see Golden Axe two instead of Golden Axe because Golden Axe two is far superior. Uh, and then you and then you have you know gigantic duds like, uh, <laughs> like that Virtual Fighter uh, <laughs> port. That boy, yeah, that that thing's that thing's rough. Um. <laughs> And I, I mean, I would I would have loved to see Revenge of Shinobi. We get Shinobi three. Overall, I think Shinobi three is a better game, uh, but Revenge of Shinobi, um, I have more nostalgia, more nostalgia for. I I played Shinobi three very late. Um, I think I played it, man. I think it was like already like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand when I played. Wow. That game uh, versus me again going back to. Uh, Playing Revenge of Shinobi with my friend back in like 1990, so this, it, you know, it just goes back to, uh, to what the Genesis was. So, um, yeah, I mean, Altered Be- Altered Beast is it's an awful game that's 15 minutes long, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's there for nostalgia's sake, and um, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty solid list. Yeah, uh, I may I may consider it for sure. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at the games that are on that Genesis collection. And um, I'll compare it because it's, I mean, 18 bucks right now on PSN for that collection is not bad. Um, and, you know, I think it's on sale on the Switch as well. So either or it, it'll it'll run, you know, great. So, uh, but yeah, this uh, this thing's September 19th. This, um, it's official. It's done. And um, looking forward to it for sure. Nice. Joe, before we go on our rant, um, just want to touch a little something that that came about um, after uh, or during E3 about 
the Breath of the, Breath of the Wild sequel that was announced at the uh, at the Nintendo event. And the first thing that I thought when I saw this game is, oh, this is this DLC for Zelda, mm. and and sure enough, basically, um, they they confirmed that what had happened is that the uh, the the team had so many ideas for DLC for DLC, and they wanted to do uh, a second expansion. But they had so many ideas that they just decided to make a, a second game, uh, and that be, when when I heard that, I remembered that the same thing happened to Majora's Mask. Uh, Ocarina of Time came out, Majora, and and then there was a, uh, I mean the uh, the 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 story behind it is that um, someone told Miyamoto that they can come up with a with a Zelda game quicker than he could and Miyamoto was like, "Well, let me uh let me see what you got." And and they and and they and they made um Majora's Mask in 18 months. Wow. So, and you know, shipped a full Zelda sequel in 18 months. My goodness. Uh, so, I think this is something similar to that. Um the Champions Ballad DLC came out in December or November of 2017. So this that means that this game has probably been in development since like December 2017. Um, I think this game's coming out next year, Joe. I think this game is going to be. They're ready. Yeah, I think this game. I think this game is way, way, way far along. Um, they, you know, I think this game's coming out with the enhanced version of the Switch next year. Oh, that'd be nice. It's gonna be the game that they release uh, hand Cause, in hand. Because uh-huh. wasn't Breath of the Wild a part of the uh, first, like one of the official launch titles for? It was the... a, yeah, it was a release title for the Switch. Yeah. So in essence, like for the you know new and improved, you know easy smaller Switch, whatever. Well, it's you not get... the smaller one; is the enhanced. The enhanced one. The, the, the enhanced smaller graphics, one's still yeah. down the line. Yeah. So the the small one, I think that's coming out with Pokemon. Okay. When when Pokemon comes out now in uh, in November in November that's mm. when we'll see that one. That's my prediction. Interesting. S- stamp it. Heard on no low time. <laughs> time stamp it. The thing's gonna get announced in September. Is gonna come out with Pokemon. Wow. Uh, that's my prediction. And then uh, and then the enhanced version of um, of the Switch. Switch will come the same day that uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel comes out. Uh, I'm I'm. I, I don't know. I mean, I make it that enhanced switch, <laughs> just to have games look prettier. Uh, not that. Again, I have a 4K TV hooked up. You know, I have my switch sure. hooked up to the 4K TV. Uh, you don't see. You don't really see how bad the game looks uh, until you get like really close by, and then you see the the TV. You know, filling out empty spaces and whatnot. Right. Uh, but when you're sitting the back. In, in the couch, you know, 10, 15 feet away from the TV or whatever, you know, you don't really notice it. Um, so to me, the, the Switch just looks fine. It's just that Breath of the Wild, the, when uh, when you get to the um, to the Lost Woods, it just wants to die. You can you can see the Switch going like, just kill me. Uh, yeah. 
it gets it gets real choppy really really fast there um but other other than that you know it's it runs fine mario kart looks runs fine and looks sure. good so um you know you can tell that the polygon count's not great but it's it, whatever is mario kart it's great it's a great game exactly um but i think that this game is coming uh mm, i don't want to say spring of next year um it's probably going to come out after the reveal of the next gen consoles so sometime after e3 next year okay um so I'm thinking uh, they could. This could be uh, a you know a September or November thing for next year. Uh, this Zelda game. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Joe, let's talk about EA. Oh, this is it. <sighs> All right, so our buddies over at EA. So, Electronic Arts have been struggling with uh, several countries, you know, Belgium most most notably, and uh, also the Netherlands, on um, loot boxes. So, um, this country is one to ban loot boxes outright and, um, and not having to... Uh, this play to win situations and the more you buy the more chances you have to win this lottery thing that uh the the loot boxes create so these countries were moving in a direction where um more than likely uh, this sort of um mechanics were going to be illegal um so <laughs> so it happens that um you know, this all exploded back when uh, it, Battlefront 2 came out and all this stuff. That, Which, by the way, next week there's a big update for Battlefront 2. I don't know if you saw it, Joel. Um, yes. Again, free. Massive. This game is good, guys. This game is good. I'm I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you something that is not. Battlefront 2 is a good game. Um, so, the... There was a... a, a, a a legal counsel for EA uh, was uh, was giving out a speech uh, for the U.S. Senate because, you know, the U.S. Ha- has also been uh, entangled in all this thing. And, you know, there's a bill out there trying to ban loot boxes. Um, FIFA being the biggest probably loot box thing that EA has right now that's basically pay the bills. Um, and that's been going on for a while. So they are, they're saying that they, they're not referring to loot boxes as loot boxes. They're calling them surprise mechanics and that they are also quite ethical. I mean, to be honest with you, like surprise, make a color, whatever you want, right? Like the surprise mechanics name actually, <laughs> you know, it. It sounds it sounds like a you know a, to me a surprise mechanic is when my daughter wants to buy a, a Masham at Target and you know opens the little capsule and is like oh yeah I got this Masham that I didn't have before. So Go it's ahead, funny man. it's funny you say that because yeah. I don't know if you read the the full statement here from this this lady um, on how she described surprise mechanics and how she compared it to Target. Did you hear that? Yeah, she compared it to Kinder X, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
She's it's just like what you're saying. Like that's what she's trying to say that they did. Like, oh yeah, ooh, surprise! People love this kind of stuff. It's it's a surprise. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, you know, a Masham or a Kinder Egg or or a, 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 one of those ugly LOL babies or whatever. You know, whatever. Um, those things are not gonna make you win. Right. So that's the difference. Whereas a loot box, it, there's a a mechanic attached to it that may or may not influence the outcome of the game. And and that's that's where that's where this person's wrong, <laughs> this legal counsel's wrong. Um. So you know, again, nothing with the game, right? It's 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 um with the name, uh, you know, surprise mechanics. I. I, I actually find it quite amusing, uh, but it's the the problem is saying it's ethical because you know again going back to the Kinder Egg comparison and you know uh, you know it was like right on the money you know you, you get the the Hatchimal or or whatever and you know your kid's gonna be happy right because it's hey surprise your kid what do you know uh, but when you when you're employing this sort of mechanics into a a competitive even scenario um then it becomes a problem you know the uh, uh also i don't know if you heard joel that uh the jedi fallen order game will have microtransactions uh and they are going to be cosmetic uh they did announce that so I'm okay with that. Um, and also the uh, Avengers game. They said that they were going to have uh, cosmetic microtransactions. Oh, don't get money on that. Yeah, I mean, because you can buy, you know, your, you, you want to buy, you know, your Mark 47 uh, suit for Iron Man, right? Or, or or the Captain America that really looks like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> you got Captain America with a helmet on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> That, that the, microtransactions might work for that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, yo, on an update on that, yeah, they're not going to change the models. Like we said. No, I know. Week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. a shame. Yeah. Auto correction right here from last week. They're not going to change the models. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but, yeah, Joel, I mean, um, yeah, EA <laughs> keeps trying to defend this thing. It's like, right. It, it's. I, I just don't feel like they there's a necessity for it. It's it's frowned upon by everyone in the community. No one likes it, right? They're just it's a monetization method that um it's gaming as a whole. It, it's it's people people don't like it. The audience don't doesn't like it. Uh, and then you have legal problems in other countries and uh, even in this country. So. I, I don't know I I don't think EA wants to change course with this as much as they want to damage control it and that's what what concerns me um, because at this point they you know what if it works for FIFA screw it just leave it on on FIFA right because people are paying the stupid money to oh, have sure. Ronaldo on their th- team or whatever right you know the FIFA fans lo- love it just Here's the thing, right? Just because FIFA fan, fans like the the mechanics, not all of your games have to have it. 
And that's the problem here. Um, because, you know, just because Marvel versus Capcom fans like the tag mechanics on the game or whatever, that doesn't mean that every game needs to be a team, uh, you know, a three-on-three or two-on-two fighting game. That's the same. That's the same thing in a in a truly ethical way, Joe, because that's truly ethical. Where you know, it, it's a gameplay mechanic um, that you can just put across the board, versus you know a monetization mechanic, which is not. Um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, um, I know that there's. There's been changes at EA. Uh, there's been positive change at EA. I don't know if you saw that the CEO, um, the uh, uh, the CEO renounced to his bonus to give employees a bonus. Yeah, that was uh, good. You know, and I, and that's again damage controlling it, right? And that's, but that's what you know. Satoru Iwata did at Nintendo for years, years, dude. And I died. The, the guy died four years ago. So, you know. They're trying to some extent, but then at the same time, you get this sort of messaging out of them, and and I I just I just don't know. Uh, I think that there is an internal internal struggle in the company with um with uh, the the people that want to make the money and the people that want to run the company, and um, EA is going to be in a very in a very interesting position uh, in the next couple of years um, because you know Apex Legends is doing well. Um, Anthem was a gigantic dud unless they reboot it somehow. Um, I wish they could very well, you know, reboot Anthem at the end of the year, like say, uh, the end of this year, like a, a just like what Final Fantasy did with Final Fantasy 14 when it came out and everyone hated it and they shut it down and they, you know, wrote it in the, in the actual lore that the, there was a cataclysmic event in the world and the world ended and the world was recreated by the goddess, you know, something like that, you know, and then now everyone loves Final Fantasy 14. They've been putting out expansions every year since like 2013. So I think that, you know, Anthem is salvageable, sal- sal- salvageable. It's just that it needs to be rebooted, like 100% rebooted. So, um, uh, you know, it, to the to the point that you load your disc in, right? And basically, the only thing that you're loading into your to your console is assets because the code is different and everything's different and everything interacts differently. Um, I mean, there, there's an opportunity for them to to uh, to fix Anthem. We'll, we'll see, but um, but yeah, man, I don't I don't know uh, I don't know what EA is is their messaging is really conflicting. There's they're send, sending mixed signals, and I'm a little worried for them, man. I mean, they make their money with FIFA and Madden. I mean, Madden it's not as big as it was before, but uh, FIFA still sells like crazy around the world. So, uh, but yeah, Joel, go ahead, man. If you if you have yeah. anything else to add, yeah, I don't I don't have too much to say here except that it's the problem with these statements about the surprise mechanics is that it's a very clear um, we're in denial that we've done anything wrong or we're in denial that this wasn't well received. They're almost like they're trying to say people actually liked this and clearly you and I both know, I mean, people, no one liked it. I don't know anybody that liked this thing. So this is, which is why they even came out and made the changes that they did to Battlefront. They literally had to. Um, so like 
to say it's surprising cans like people actually like this and compared to target and whatever like it, it's the problem here is the deflection and, and instead of just owning up to it and saying like look we 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 made a wrong choice and we want to make sure we get back on the right foot and, and do things you know that make our fans happy you know and, and if that means that fifa fans are happy with the way that works like you said obed then yeah that's fine for them but but that doesn't mean that that makes all fans happy. You got to treat each each uh, each as their own and understand that you know that's a separate specific case. But we don't want to have this free to play, pay to win situation potentially cross over into these really fun, um, large competitive games where it feels like, well, if I if I don't you know get this box, then I'm there's a chance I'm not gonna you know be better than the next guy. So it's a, it's a simple um, understanding of, of how these things work. Exactly. It's a simple thing that can be fixed, um, but it doesn't start getting fixed when you say things like it's surprise mechanics. Because some people are actually happy with this thing. You, you can't be in denial. So hopefully, Obed, that uh, you know this is just some some PR stuff. But hopefully, they really do get bond scenes. I feel like they they're. They, they do get it to some degree. I do feel that, Obed. It's just them acting upon it, right? Like, you know, if, if they could publicly um, just take a stance of like, yeah, that was a bad choice, then I think more people would respect them and then look forward to their next stuff. But this kind of thing makes people apprehensive of, of their business uh, model. Yeah. I mean, there's – and granted that, you know, Street Fighter Five was not as successful as Capcom thought it was going to be. Um, that's you know a, a story on its on its own, right? There's you know some gameplay elements as as well as you know visual elements on the game that uh, that turned off a bunch of players. But um, but Tr Street Fighter Five is a game that Chun Li has like 15 costumes, hmm. and what are, I I think it's like 15 close to 20 costumes. Wow. Dude. It's crazy, and each costume costs three dollars. Wow! So you can spend a hundred bucks. Just for Sean Lee costumes. Wow. So that, but but you know up front what you're paying for, right? You're like, oh, I like that costume. That's the one I want to get. I want to get that costume. Right. But but then you versus the loot box or the surprise mechanic, uh, you buy a loot box hoping you get that costume that you want, but then you don't get it. But then right. you buy another one, and then you don't get it. And then you get another one, and then you don't get it, and that's the problem. Exactly. So, and that's the problem. You know, g give me up front what I'm paying for, right? Uh, you know, that's the the costume I want. That's the the uh, the upgrade I want. That's the you know weapon skin that I want. That's the scope that I want. That's the the machete I want. Whatever, right? <laughs> um, that uh, put it on the store. I see it. I pay for it. That's it. But don't make me pay for you know, uh, a, a box without me not me knowing what's in there because that's stupid, and I will never pay for that, and I've never done so. So I mean, I I, I just don't know. Um, you know, like the the best example was uh, uh Battlefront, right? Battlefront two was definitely messed up, where, you know, they had this this heavy loot box thing. Um, the the problem with Battlefront 2 was that their messaging was really bad um, and you could actually level up without having to use the loot boxes it would just take you for friggin ever um, you know the loot boxes just gave you a, a chance of of 
cashing into you know some early upgrades basically right um and and again all those mechanics and all that stuff that's all been fixed on battlefront 2 that was fixed a month after release battlefront 2 is a great game guys seriously i'm not i'm not lying no it's no. a good game it's a good game yeah so yeah man i mean uh we'll see what happens to ea is going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting year 2020 is going to be a very interesting year overall. Um, I'm very curious to see where EA goes after this. Um, you know, maybe they'll do good to Star Wars, uh, to the Star Wars license and start putting out good Star Wars stuff. And, you know, that'll help maybe. So we'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Joel, that's what I got, man. If you yeah. don't have anything else. Yeah, that's all I got for you guys, too. Uh, thank you again for staying and watching and enjoying and listening to our podcast. We always appreciate you guys out here supporting us. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to our show. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, so please make sure to subscribe to the podcast version. You can also subscribe to our video version. That is on YouTube. And, of course, uh, make sure to follow us on our social media. As I mentioned earlier, I'll probably put out those pictures uh, a little bit. We'll, we'll get it out there for the um San Diego Comic-Con Comic 50th uh, anniversary boxes here with the uh, badge on it. So go ahead and give us a follow at no low time. That's at no low time for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, please make sure to send an email to no low time at gmail.com. That's no low time at gmail.com. Uh, you could you know, send questions, comments, feedback. We could discuss it here on the show. Uh, what are your thoughts on loot boxes? Send in, send us in uh, your feedback on what you feel about how EA is approaching all this. Uh, we look forward to again seeing you guys on our very next episode, episode ninety six, Obed. So we're we're chugging along, getting close to that episode mm-hmm. one hundred, which will be very special when we get there. But of course, we we appreciate you guys sticking around for the journey. Yeah, we're getting there, Joe. Uh, that's probably going to happen after you come back from Comic Con because we'll probably yeah. have a Comic Con recap. Uh, but for for sure, guys, we're planning a. Uh, a special 100th episode of No Low Time. So uh, just keep, you know, keep, uh, thanks again for your support and, you know, uh, watch out on social media and uh, we'll see you again next week. See you next week, guys.